Last episode, we talked about ethnic profiling and implementing anti-racist practices in cosmetic surgery. Today, we will be talking about body dysmorphia and medutainment in the cosmetic surgery field. My name is Rina Sasa, and this is Modern Beauty. I will once again note that this podcast is in no way intended to be anti-plastic or cosmetic surgery. In fact, I truly admire this practice and may even pursue it as my future career one day. This podcast is good commentary on the ethical procedures present in the field as means for awareness to catalyze future improvement and innovation. Today, surgeons not only have to keep in mind each patient's personal autonomy, but they are taking it one step further to help ensure that patients are changing their appearance solely on their own accord by collaborating with psychologists to screen for body dysmorphia and other psychological disorders. Body dysmorphic disorder is a mental health disorder in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance and most often it's a flaw that appears minor or can't be seen by others. This doesn't just affect patients' own lives, it also affects the lives of the plastic surgeons they frequently turn to for help. These are the patients who would typically want to spend a lot of time in your office and call frequently, says Johns Hopkins University plastic surgeon Lisa E. Ishii. These patients are often not happy with the results, and then subsequently request for additional surgery. Many studies have shown that these patients are inclined to be more aggressive towards their plastic surgeons. In a multi-site study published in 2016 in GAMA Facial Plastic Surgery, Ishii and colleagues found that the prevalence of body dysmorphic disorder in cosmetic surgery patients is about 10%, compared to the just 2.4% in the general public. The study also showed that surgeons were routinely terrible at identifying these patients in their casual conversations. Of the 402 patients screened for body dysmorphic disorder by both an objective screening instrument and a surgeon, 43 or 10.7% screened positive on the instrument, while the surgeon were only able to select two patients for having the disorder. People seeking out specifically cosmetic surgery sometimes have more in mind than just improving their looks says Dean Sawyer, Associate Dean for Research and Director of Center for Obesity Education in Temple University's College of Public Health. Some patients just don't want to improve their body image and self-esteem. They do it because they're in a failing romantic relationship, or recently ended a romantic relationship, or because they're frustrated with their career advancement. He says while most patients report improvements with their body, it is very rare for them to have an all-encompassing and life-changing transformation. This is why it is crucial to properly inform patients on all aspects of the procedure and manage their expectations in regards to aesthetics. In an attempt to lighten this process, Ishii is providing her field to use an objective body dysmorphic disorder screening tool developed by psychiatrist Catherine Phillips, MD at Brown University. Called the Brown the Body Dysmorphic Disorder Questionnaire, the tool is a brief self-reporting screening measure designed for use with prospective cosmetic surgery and dermatology patients. Users must fill out the questionnaire on how much they worry about their appearance and how these concerns affect their lives. In a single-site study published in 2015 in JAMA Facial Plastic Surgery, Ishii and co-authors found that the instrument was accurate and easy to administer. Maintaining these somewhat loosely enforced ethical proceedings in plastic surgery is absolutely vital to the success of each individual case and the specific profession overall. Surgeons must constantly have all of these factors in mind when consulting with a patient in order for the surgeon to avoid any biases for the patient to be well-informed and consenting to every aspect of the procedure. Aside from psychological disorders, 
In this age, one of the biggest ethical dilemmas that plastic surgeons are now having to face is in regards to posting pre- and post-operative surgeries on social media. Many plastic surgeons are being accused of what is called medutainment, where they can be seen posting patients' videos in unethical and unprofessional ways in order to create a space of free advertising. Many of these doctors manipulate the patient's consent in order to obtain a flashy and jocular video for the purpose of social media popularity under the disguise of education. In plastic surgery, platforms like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and now even TikTok have the greatest reach in promoting plastic surgery practices. I mean, even I have seen some plastic surgery nose job TikToks and they really seem to work. However, there are many risks and ethical dilemmas that arise when surgeons start to use their own patients' videos and pictures to conduct these promotions. Plastic surgeons must administer full informed consent when attempting to use their patients' media for advertising. This means ensuring that their patients understand fully what these images and videos are and will be used for, as well as acknowledging that the patient-physician power differential exists and subsequently will obtain consent. First, I'd like to break down the basics. The American Society of Plastic Surgeons, or ASPS, puts at the forefront the promotion of the highest standard of personal and professional conduct among its member surgeons. The SPS Code of Ethics demands, and I quote, that no communication with the public be false, fraudulent, misleading, or deceptive. ASPS members are to render services with the full respect of human dignity and to give each patient the full measure of service and devotion in all public communications, which include all print or online marketing. ASPS members must use accurate and respectful language and images. Because ASPS holds all of its members to a high degree of professionalism, ethics have become a key part of plastic surgery residency training, especially in this new generation. When it comes to social media, some of the posted videos have raised ethical concerns because they feature surgeons dancing and singing in the operating room, telling jokes to a camera instead of focusing on the patient, or even cradling removed body parts in their arms like it's a baby. ASPS members are horrified when they see these videos. They have been seeking and investigating any complaints related to this matter. The ASPS Code of Ethics highly encourages the filing of these complaints, and in fact, it demands that these members expose, without hesitation, illegal or unethical conduct of fellow members of the profession. After evaluating a complaint, if a member is found to violate the Code of Ethics, they will be immediately referred to a Judicial Council for Education. The member might only have to remove the bad advertisement or edit it to make it respectful. However, in severe cases, the member might be removed from the society altogether. The challenging part comes in the form of trying to judge how ethical a post is when a patient has supposedly provided their consent. The patient could be relatively nude or oftentimes a surgeon will place emojis covering nipples or genitalia. As a result, these graphic videos may serve as unintentional explicit entertainment online. While it could be seemed as offensive to portray such nudity, patients have given their written consent to have their bodies filmed and the images posted on the internet, which makes it really hard to sentence or try a certain surgeon. Aside from obtaining fully informed consent, surgeons are troubled when identifying what exactly makes a post unprofessional and the subjective nature of the argument. While Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart said, I know it when I see it, when referring to identifying pornography, identifying offending social media content is not as easy for some, especially without clear guidelines already stated. While many plastic surgeons post photographs and videos legally, in terms of obtaining written consent beforehand, the type of post might still fail to reflect well on the profession and fail to honor the patient-physician relationship above all else. 
it is important for surgeons to recognize that using the patient-physician relationship as a source of entertainment by which to increase clout or attract patients utterly demeans the surgeon's protective duty towards the patient. This phenomenon, often disguised as efforts to educate the public, can be referred to as medutainment. The issue is that many patients don't have a complete understanding of what plastic surgeons actually do. With such a warped public perception of what plastic surgery is, surgeons must absolutely evaluate everything posted online, especially when it could be considered pornography. Also, as surgeons must withhold professionalism, they automatically should hold themselves to a higher standard of behavior and more strict ethical code, and as such, their social media engagement should reflect this standard. It is important to consider how the patient-physician power differential affects patient consent. Henry K. Beecher, an anesthesiologist and medical ethicist, believes that most patients will do almost anything physicians ask out of them out of genuine trust. Because patients know that posting these images or videos won't be physically harmful, and because they must trust their, their surgeon, even very hesitant patients will feel obligated to give their consent under the right conditions. Instead of encouraging patients to give their consent, surgeons must provide all risks and negative factors associated with advertising, as well as reassuring the patient that their procedure would be in no way affected if they were to decline. Furthermore, patients should never be bribed to consent to media publication of personal imaging in the form of discounted products, services, or procedures. Finally, since social media engagement is unavoidable in this new age, the development of a new consent form specifically regarding social media by the ASPS is incredibly important. This consent form will help minimize the patient-physician power differential by increasing understanding of the risks associated with media advertising. It is also likely that this intervention alone, along with providing the patient with a video or image before final consent to upload, will prevent surgeons from conducting harmful situations to their patients. Confronting this, this issue directly will serve to maintain plastic and cosmetic surgeons' credibility and future reputation as a profession. So that is all that we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, have a wonderful day.